Hello and welcome to the 792nd Dev Update with Ergo. Um, I am QX, and with me we have a special, special, special guest. Everybody's favorite darling, Louis Vatra. How are you doing, Louis? I'm doing very good. Thank you. <laughs> it's very good. As you can tell, I am in uh, Santa's workshop here with all the Christmas stuff. Yeah. And uh, Louis Vatra is literally in a blizzard. It's so uh, much snow that it's so white. Either that or heaven. <laughs> <laughs> but probably all right. blizzard. <laughs> um, so, Louis, you are uh, a community dev, and you're working on several projects that a lot of people interact with every day. So I say let's have that as our topic of discussion. I'll give you a chance to um, let us know when Padilla and uh, maybe some other things with uh, Crux Finance that I have coming out. So let's start with, let's start with um, Padilla. How's, uh, how's the beta going? It's uh, going very well, actually. Um... I would say better than expected. Most of the bugs that we uh, found are front-end bugs, uh, which are, of course, annoying to the user, but uh, not really concerning to us, at least. Uh, our biggest concern was finding that the system couldn't handle uh, more than uh, two users <laughs> using it. That's uh, an issue. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's difficult to test things uh, like that, right? Uh, so. It's always something uh, you're worried about. And also uh, just in general, users will always find stuff and break stuff that you, you've never thought about. Um, and that hasn't really been the case. They have found stuff and broken stuff that we didn't think about, but nothing fundamental uh, in the, the contracts and so on. Uh, so that's great. Can you, uh, so what can, I'm... can you, can you, I pause you for one second? So for people yeah. watching, can you um, just briefly, in like two minutes, just explain how you're able to store so much data with Padilla off-chain and verify that on-chain, essentially? So not everything lives on-chain, but the trust uh, will live on-chain and the verification will live on-chain for that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, we're, we're testing uh, both uh, the web three and the web two parts so we have uh, um, the the important things we're storing on chain um, which is uh, how much does each user have staked uh, of their governance tokens so how much are they uh, how much voting power do they have in the DAO uh, and then also the the voting itself and the proposals um, they are stored on chain um, but then we also have a web two part that hooks into this web three part. So the web three part can live on its own on chain. You could interact with that directly if you wanted to. Uh, it would be a bit an ugly experience, but it's possible. Uh, so if our website goes down, you can still interact with it. Um, but we have built this web two shell around it uh, where the comments and discussions live surrounding these proposals. Um, so if someone creates a proposal either on chain directly um, or through our uh, web2 front end um, it will be stored on chain and the front end will pick that up put it in the database and then you can write comments on it and have discussions on why this proposal is a good or a bad idea um, so the benefit to that is is that the important parts 
that are on chain, they can't be messed with. They are guarded by smart contracts and everything. Um, but the discussions and the commenting, the liking, the following, all of that is uh, Web2, which allows for it to be much more responsive uh, and give much more uh, a user experience that you would uh, know from Reddit or Facebook or whatever, hopefully better than those. But <laughs> Well, I don't know. Some A two-minute block time to post a comment, we might really slow yeah, down exactly. some, some exactly. you know, rampant discussion where people are heated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, the, so that's that's where we're trying to, to find the balance. And also just to preserve space on the blockchain, right? We don't want to take all the space on or go just for Pidea. Um, they would not be very good for anything else and if nothing else can live on the chain then what are we doing with payday um so and then uh, on top of that we use uh, these avl trees uh, that i can see uh, in a in the last dev update that others are using as well for uh, for chain cash uh, for example um where you basically have a whole bunch of data that you're keeping track of off chain and every time you change that data you you post like uh, the fingerprint of that data on chain and you have a smart contract uh, making sure that it's the correct fingerprint. Um, that saves a lot of space uh, and that makes it possible to have uh, thousands of stakers in, in one small box on chain. Uh, you can have thousands of votes in one small box on chain and so on. So your code, your code before displaying it to the user will check for that fingerprint. So it's not like somebody has to be in the background just making sure these fingerprints are correct. Your code, no. your code display won't show it unless it is actually correct and the right one. Yeah. So so basically, what what happens is whenever you want to change this fingerprint, you're saying, okay, we start with this current fingerprint that we have on chain. I want to make these changes to the data, which result in this new fingerprint, um, and with AVL, with AVL trees, you can provide proof that this new fingerprint is the correct one. Um, and that can also be proven inside the smart contract. So you're proving it on chain, but you're only storing a small part of it. That's awesome. What's uh, what's next for uh, the next stage of testing for Padilla? Yeah, so the, the next part is uh, creation of DAOs. Um, so for a DAO, each DAO will have a whole bunch of uh, NFTs and contracts that are needed. Uh, you will have a treasury contract, so each each DAO will have its own treasury address, uh, its own NFT that is uh, like identifying the the box for uh, for the uh, stake pool and so on. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things that need to be done before a DAO can can operate. Um, so the way we have that set up is, is that the user sends um, their demanded uh, configurations into a proxy contract. And then from this pro proxy contract, the system takes over um, uh, along with smart contracts to make sure that the user doesn't get screwed. Um, it would be fun if uh, even if an off-chain operator could you know, put in their own address instead of the uh, treasury address <laughs> so uh, they get all the uh, the funds of the DAO instead of the DAO itself um, so everything is is guarded with smart contracts um, 
the NFTs are minted and put into the correct addresses. And then once that process is done, it will show up in, in the front end. It will be picked up there. And then people can start staking their governance tokens, whatever is part of that uh, DAO, and uh, start participating in, in governance. And is that hard coded into the um, the DAO? There's no chance. Let's say there's some sort of upset. If something happens where a majority of the tokens to do this are are lost, is is there a way to um, redo that treasury inside the DAO so you don't have to lose all the historic data of what the DAO was, or do you just need to start a new a new um, if you want to DAO. do do what? Uh, let's say something happens where some of the tokens that you distribute for voting are lost or a majority of them are gone. Is there a way to reboot that DAO inside itself with a new treasury and new minted token? Or do you actually have to just start a new DAO and you keep the old one around for historic purposes just to read that's the history? A, that's a good question. Um, it is a configuration setting, the, which token is the governance token. But I would not recommend changing that. <laughs> so I would say create a new one with the new token and then just create a proposal in the old one to, to move the funds from the, uh, the treasury to the new one. That makes sense. That does. <laughs> um, so I, I hear you have some cool things coming up for uh, your other gig, which is um, the other project, which is Crux Finance. Crux Finance, yes. Um, so right now we have the, uh, the token a view where you can view the different tokens and see their charts. Um, but besides that, we also have the portfolio view where you can see like the current state of your portfolio and hopefully uh, the correct values of the different tokens, which, which is not always that straightforward with uh, where you could have, for example, yield farm tokens that are basically a representation of a bunch of liquidity pool tokens, which are basically a representation of some erg and some other tokens. It's complicated, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, layers upon layers. Uh, so that's that's quite a challenge to get that right. Um, then uh, on top of that, we want to, uh, or we are going to add uh, uh, positions, which is uh, positions that you have in the different tokens. So what what cost basis do you have for your PDEA? How much did you spend uh, buying those? How much are they worth right now? How much did you earn on them in the last 24 hours, in the last month, in the last year, um, and so on? So you can have a, an idea on what what parts of my Erga portfolio are doing well and what which ones are not. Um, How much we've lost? Yeah, usually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't say <laughs> <With> liquidity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Um, a, I, I, pr I try to provide liquidity just to provide it and support it. So I, yeah. it, it's going to be scary to look at this. To see, I know. <laughs> see how bad I've done or how good I've done. Oh, yeah. Perhaps. But 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 this would just be for straight tokens. But then we also have a, a section for uh, vested tokens, which is a fairly straightforward one. Uh, but it's nice to have it in the overview there. Um, and then there's also stake tokens. So how much uh, did I earn in rewards on my stake uh, in Ergopad, in Pidea, and all the, the different ones? Um, and then also, uh, finally, the, the liquidity, like you said, how much did I put into the liquidity pool, uh, both in Erg and uh, token? And how much of each do I uh, does that liquidity represent now? 
So if the, the token price went up, then you will have uh, less of the token and more ERC, right? Uh, for example. Um, and then what is the value of this change? So did they gain more on one side than I lost on the other? Or did I lose <laughs> to, uh, to impermanent loss? Um, so that should also be a, a nice tool, I think, because like you say, uh, right now, you, unless you have a spreadsheet where you do it manually, you have no clue. Um, yeah, I think I did, um, what's it called? I recorded myself adding it via a video for a tutorial. <laughs> and so every yeah. once in a while, I reference that to see how much I yeah. had put in originally, essentially. Yeah. So, th so this is automatic, Louis. You don't have to put in the date that you did this. Your Crux Finance will see when those coins were deposited or tokens were deposited and then yeah. give you the calculation from there. Yeah, it's it's all on chain. Um, Right now, it's it's a bit it's going to be a bit sensitive if you do things like send liquidity pool tokens out out of your wallet or get them sent into your well into your portfolio. So if if you give all your wallets and you just do all your DeFi stuff within these wallets, then it should work fine. But if you for some reason bought liquidity pool tokens from someone, so they come from outside of your portfolio into your portfolio, then it it might be a bit messed up right now. Um, that can be solved, but uh, <laughs> sounds a little tough to solve. Take some more effort. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's 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 pretty cool. What's the um? Can I say when? <laughs> uh, the when on this is uh, when uh, uh, Marty uh, gets uh, gets it implemented on the front end. The oh, you've end done you've done the back end already. So yeah. this is this is a call out. We're calling Marty out. Um, yeah, and the poor guy is going oh, on holiday tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh, oh, Marty, he's gone. So what's that like? A four month holiday for people? Uh, yeah, in yeah. The US? We, we we got our connect money now. So <laughs> <laughs> good timing. <laughs> oh god, no, it's just a week. <laughs> um, and so hopefully, it should be pretty straightforward to implement. So hopefully, before uh, uh, Christmas. Okay, fantastic. And Connect to Finance as well. Are you part of coding that on the Cardano side? Yeah, actually, uh, I I coded some uh, Cardano smart contracts this weekend. Uh, I did it in the weekend because I didn't want to interrupt my other work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was actually a, a better experience than I expected. I remember looking at the Spectrum when they went uh, the Cardano way, looking at their contracts, and I was uh, I was thinking of. I can I can kind of see what's going on here, but <laughs> I'm not looking forward to uh, to working with this. Uh, but but the tooling on Cardano has uh, has improved a lot, uh, so that's uh, that's that's nice to see. But uh, just for Cardano itself, but also just to be able to experience that and maybe get some ideas for uh, for Ergo, um, especially uh, when we uh, go up in price, uh, we can attract more devs, more money, uh, and also improve the tooling. Uh, then it's nice to have some inspiration in other places. Good point. Good point. All right. Let's um, want to dive into the dev update. Mm -hmm. Sure. All right. Let me switch my screen over here. All right. I'll go first with Kushti. Mm -hmm. uh, Kushti has made scripts powered tables with bounties. It's GitHub for it. For now, uh, AVL tree Rust is synced, working on Sigma and then the node. Hopefully, it will be sorted out this week. New repos will be added, such as Ergo Wallet, Explore Backend, Oracle Pool, Chain Cache, Dexy, um, uh, and sponsored by other entities in the EF. 
Uh, Ergo Protocol Research and Development worked on versioning and reviewed. There's a GitHub pull right there reviewing uh, some uh, Sigma state interpreter right there as well. Uh, and node 5.0.16 release, right? Wait, was that released? Did I miss that? 16's out? It was uh, a small fix for uh, something that they broke in 15. Oh, <laughs> oh shoot. All right. Which Better actually make... affected PDA beta testing. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, pushing code on top of um, this merged, polishing sidechains, white paper started slides for the summit. Chain cache progress here is mostly by SoySor, in particular, empty ABL tree hash in Rust library has been fixed. First transactions creating reverses are done. In Dexy, they decided to revert FreeNum in LP to be corresponding to Spectrum to have more compatible backend contracts are modified. Checking tests now. Oracle Pool deciding which Oracle Pool operates on how to test next pool updates first in testnet. And I think I heard from Kushti today in the SIGs meeting that he's going to try to get um, some more community chats, uh, like on sidechains, um, uh, what are the sub blocks, that kind of thing, to get that talk back out in the chats, which will be fun. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, look at this. We didn't even time this. Next person up with the next update. <laughs> I already saw it before. <laughs> Who's this guy? <laughs> I don't know, but let me let me read what he wrote. <laughs> um, fixing backend and frontend bugs very descriptive. <laughs> that's, that's mostly because it wasn't me. It's mostly uh, Noob that was doing that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said before, the uh, we're moving on uh, to the next phase. Um, creating DAOs. Um, I have made this backend before, um, but that was before I made some changes in other parts of the system. Uh, so I will have to go through that again, um, just to make sure everything matches. Um, um, yeah, and I'll, I'll test creating a DAO myself uh, using this method uh, before we uh, let it loose on on everyone else before we get to 10 different comet uh, DAOs and greasy sex and everything um, and crux yeah waiting for marty <laughs> because the back end is done or marty <laughs> yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to tag him in the youtube video <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I I said in chat uh, earlier today that he, he shouldn't stress. He should go on holiday. And now I'm saying we're waiting on Marty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we have next? We have Aya uh, from Spectrum um, tested full size committee threshold signatures on chain. Going to review cross chain vault implementation. Ah, uh, super cool. I'm looking forward to whatever that brings. Um, Dex finished abstract temporal liquidity book engine, IMPL, and working on support for TBL in new off-chain bots. What's TBL stand for, Bowie? Do we it's, know? It's uh, in the sentence above it, it says temporal oh, temporary liquidity, liquidity book. book. Great. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> I throw you a softball and you make me look like shit. <laughs> Classic Louis Vacho. <laughs> but, but to be honest, I had never heard of this term before. Yeah. He so probably just made it up. I... Who knows? Yeah, you know? probably. Yeah. Yeah. He just wanted to coin a term so he, yeah. His, yeah. his white paper can be cited. <laughs> uh, we got, you but, got Colby coming up. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, I, you don't want me to read this uh, this excellent question that uh, this. Oh yeah, this go for it. Why don't you Why don't you read this Louis Vatra question? <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, there it shows that I had no idea what temporal liquidity book meant. So, so that's why I asked. Does that mean order book functionality? Um, and Ilya responded, uh, technically, yes, it covers all types of liquidity that can be composed. And when we're saying composed in uh, in EUTXO or EUTXO, it's it's where you combine different smart contracts together in one transaction. Um, so liquidity could also be in a, in a Babel fee box, for example. Uh, so which is not intended to be sold on the DEX, but it's basically selling a, a, a token for a special, uh, a specific price in ERC, right? So if the, um, <coughs> if the, uh, the token, uh, or the, the DEX is at, a, at that specific price point, you could use the Babel fee box to sell tokens at that price to the DEX. So it's when you're combining different contracts together, you're, you're composing them. Um, it takes some work to, to make the contracts in that way because you're, you kind of need to leave them a bit open-ended, which can make it more difficult to make them secure. Um, but it does allow for a lot of uh, cool things uh, to happen. Like you're, you're building Lego bricks, right? That you can build together to, to make new functionality. Um, so that sounds really cool to be honest. Uh, the only question is when. When it's a big question. Tem yeah. Sounds like so, you got temporal liquidity books. Is it going to be like ethereal liquidity books? Sounds like some Dungeons and Dragons terms coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. I think you got Colby here. Yeah. Um... So he's working on the node. That's actually really great to see. I'm sure uh, Kusti is uh, thrilled uh, with some uh, some sparring there. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure he felt a bit lonely uh, every now and then with the node work. Um, so yeah, he's uh, working with Kusti on doing a lot of uh, refactoring in, uh, that is sorely needed on the on the node code. Um, and part of this code is, is now called the Ergo Core. Um, and he's also looking at uh, getting the Scala code that is part of this uh, to, to be uh, yeah, compatible with uh, Scala 2.13. Um, and what is cool about, well, what is cool about, what is interesting about uh, Scala 2.13 is, is that it's compatible with Scala 3. So that's like a, a bridge, a stepping stone to to get the code up to Scala three, which is a like a new, obviously a newer version of Scala and a more modern version, and probably also more interesting for uh, new devs that might want to work on the on the node. So that's it. It doesn't sound like much when you read that line, uh, but it's it's a it's a pretty interesting uh, and exciting. Uh, thing he's working on. This uh, Scala 3 is the latest? Yeah, are above that. it is. Um, but usually languages, uh, it's it's major versions, right? So Scala 2 to Scala yeah. 3 is like, a, a, there is a difference there. And 
if you're working in Scala 2.12, for example, then there's no guarantee that your code is going to work uh, compiling it in a Scala 3 compiler. Uh, but for 2.13, there is that backwards compatibility. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Very cool. Your dog seemed pretty excited about it too. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm just zoning that out. He's barking all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't uh, train right, into a bar when I say scale of three. Nautilus team update. Fleet SDK fixed ESM and CGS modules exports uh, while at working on proved log protocol. Uh, Ergo graph QL completed integration tests. Uh, Nautilus got a deadline from manifest two end of support from Google. So working on roadmap to update and do a major refactor. Um, cool. Yeah. Refactors. It's boring, but needed. <laughs> um, so then we have flying pig. It's really cool to see him in the, in the dev update. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. He is, uh, he actually is a sparring partner for me for our off chain bots and so on. He he's running all of them and doing all kinds of weird things with them to optimize them. So uh, he's also the first one to know when something breaks and he DMs me, so that's, that's awesome. Um, you're off-chain off bots for Padilla or for, for, for where? For uh, everything. Just general. Oh. Yeah, Padilla, wow. he is running them for uh, Padilla, so the, 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 the new, the real Padilla. It's not just the, the old Padilla staking, but he's running the, uh, the new Padilla uh, off-chain stuff. So, um, that's great because that's also a good test um, to make sure they don't break when there's multiple operators uh, running at the same time. Um, but yeah, uh, he's awesome. <laughs> um, but he's working on the Ergo Node Explorer right now. Hmm? He's the one that um, he sent out for everybody that doesn't know. He developed a sort of um, non-chain-based transaction mass and recently where the you can send a massive amount of transactions they're not even chained um i think he stopped he said because he ran out of ergs and um <laughs> and uh, what's more. it called yeah and uh he he sent the lambo right yeah that was him. yeah that's true yeah um so what he's working on is an ergo node explorer um he did a UI makeover. Uh, should render nicely on mobile. It's, I didn't test it yet, but I did test it before, and I could say it was not rendering nicely before. So that's that's good. Um, showing the last five blocks and whatever transactions are in them. Um, searching for addresses. Um, fixing a bunch of minor bugs. Um, he is looking to implement unconfirmed transactions, so the mempool, uh, which the mempool is like uh, the wild west. It's 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 difficult to to deal with that. There's uh, all kinds of ghost transactions hanging out there that are not valid anymore, and there's copies of different transactions just with slightly different fees and so on. So it's 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 not easy to work with. Um, 
But the cool thing about all this is that he's uh, building it on top of the indexed node. Um, so where normally the explorers that we have, um, the, the explorer that most people probably know, uh, um, they are basically, it's, it's a whole separate piece of software beside the Ergo node. So it, it pulls data out of the Ergo node and dumps it into a SQL database, uh, allowing for, yeah, querying uh, in different ways. It's, that would it's, normally not fun. not... it's not fun to run, that's for sure. No, it's really heavy. It takes a lot of resources, much more than just the node itself, um, yep. which in effect means that there's less instances of the Explorer running, so it's less decentralized. So the more something is depending on an Explorer, the more it's uh, susceptible to yeah being taken down because some Explorer instance goes down. Um, so the index node is basically, it, it does a little bit of what the Explorer does uh, in the node itself. It's probably slightly heavier. It takes a little bit more disk space than uh, just a normal node, um, but it's much, much lighter to run than, than the Explorer. Um, so it's it's much easier for uh, for dApps and different projects to, to run their own instance. Um, and if they wanted to, they could run their own Ergo Node Explorer on top of that um, to be able to look into it. Yeah, that, that that's exactly what we need here. So we need more of mm -hmm. those abilities of just any Joe to be able to fire up. You know, yeah. as easy as a node is to fire up. And heck, Satergo might be able to build this into his wallet at some point too. So that if you run yeah. a Satergo full wallet, you'll have a, a Ergo Node Explorer built into it as well that you can exactly. Um, share for people that'd be really cool and that's not going to happen with the explorer that's no that's not <laughs> not the current iteration that's for sure uh awesome all right we've got um liquid phase with thcfm uh beginning work on ergo summit video for ergo thc requested by andy uh, that's awesome we need more devs that are willing to do that for ergo summit got my gopro set up as a computer webcam now so we'll try to record something very professional looking uh, some less than ideal news, potential dev contractor spoke with his corporate overlords and they said no degen for you, so he can't come work on THC at all. And from from what I hear in the chat, you know, what THC is doing, you know, may have some conflict of interest with people in the industry. Um, mm. So, yeah. of course, potentially the, uh, the boss of um, one of those guys in the industry would probably not want them to work on that. Uh, so he's got lots going on in the real world, so not very much dev work this week, and will likely won't be much updates through the holidays except the video that he's putting together. Very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not much to say about that, right? Other than the corporate overlord suck. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But, but it's in a way, it's good that they say no, because that means that they take it seriously, right? Yeah, if they see it as a threat or competition, yeah, yeah. 100%. So the next one is Soysaw, however you pronounce that. Um, like Kushti mentioned uh, in his update, uh, he's working on Chinkash. Um, and he's also reporting that Bulb made his first uh, contribution by updating uh, an Axum dependency. Um, and they fixed an issue in the 
Rust AVL tree lib, uh, which is great um, to hear that they're fixing stuff there. Um, Gusti also mentioned that it was surrounding uh, the hash for an empty AVL tree. Uh, so the hash in this case is this fingerprint that I talked about before. So an AVL tree, when it's empty, it has a, a distinct fingerprint that you can recognize an empty tree with. So that's always what you start with. Um, and that's kind of important that that is correct. <laughs> um, so then they also made a Rust API client for the node to replace Ergo node interface. Uh, it works with asynchronous calls and eventually non-asynchronous code. Um, that is great to hear, actually. I have to look at that. I might use that. Um, uh oh, there goes Padilla, another seven months. Shh. No, this is actually, uh, I'm, I'm not using Rust in Padilla. This is for a uh, crux, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, so don't worry. <laughs> uh, they almost finished node creation transaction, uh, got blocked by the now fixed AVL tree issue. So, so when, when they create a chain cache node, the the history of it will be empty, right? So that's where they need this empty AVL tree fingerprint. Uh, and they obviously couldn't do that because it was bugged. Um, and then they're also, or he has been working on a, a contract template compiler, um, and he needs some feedback on that, uh, or he needs to address feedback on that. Um, so the, the contract templates uh, are, kind of important as well um, to to be able to uh, consistently uh, compile contracts uh, or yeah have a, a, a template compiled uh, but then change some of the uh, variables that need to go into the template and compile them in a consistent way that's actually quite important uh, because otherwise you could run into an issue where uh, if you compiled a contract with a compiler a year ago, then the address might be different than if you compile it with uh, with the compiler as it is now. Uh, so that's where templates come in. So you compile the template once and then fill in different constants um, as you need them. Uh, we'll need that for PDA, for example. Um, so that's great to see that that is being worked on. Very cool. All right, let's see what else we have. Um, it might just be chat. Let me scroll a little bit like crazy. So I think there's a, a little one from uh, Rosen from MHS, a bit a bit down. Rosen, you said? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Here we go. All right. So we got Rosen Bridge launch uh, from MHSAN. The launch in progress and will be live very soon. Trademark very soon. Guards made multi-sig wallets, pending code wallets on Ergo and Cardano. Config tokens are minted. Initial support assets will be minted tomorrow. Contracts will be deployed in two to three days. So that was a couple days ago, uh, which I think they just made an announcement today that they were mm -hmm. compiling tonight yeah. or deploying them tonight. Uh, release of Watcher Guard UI apps will be deployed contracts and tokens in four to five days. So they're hitting that. Great job. Uh, watchers can be set up in five to six days. That might even be believable, Louis. We'll see. Mm -hmm. that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's unbelievable at this point. Exciting. I'll believe it when I see it. 
Yeah, right. And you guys, um, um, uh, Padilla or or Ergopad um, is running a guard, I believe, right from the website I yeah. saw. Yeah. So I already cool. uh, prepared my uh, my local YAML file for uh, filling in the last values. They added a oh, look setup. At look at you. <laughs> You're ready to go. I, I want to be a, a star student. <laughs> Turns in the homework first. <laughs> uh, so the Rosenberg well, app. Maybe not events. first, just not last. Yeah. <laughs> not last. Yeah, yeah. I think you're good there. There's some last. There's some stragglers in that chat. That's for sure. Uh, implemented events page listing all events of the bridge. Uh, uh, PDP node. Uh, finished extraction of message broker logic. Uh, guard service added an API that adds a transaction to sign progress process. This API will be used to sign and submit a manually generated transaction. Uh, updated Koyos. Uh, how do you say that's Cardano, right? Yeah. To Koyos. Koyos. I can hear. I can hear. Um, what's his name? Boris saying it with his Canadian <laughs> accent or whatever his accent is. Improved logging can now set multiple log outputs and support also supports Loki. Miscellaneous chaining Cardano token IDs in our projects is done and tested. It'll be used in launch, setting up and testing multi-sig solutions that supports cold signing on Cardano. So what I learned in chat the other day is you can change um, tokens after they're minted on Cardano. Did I read that well, right yesterday? There's a bunch of things. So there is this, these policies, right? These minting policies. Um, Basically, they it's a smart contract that decides how a token can be minted. Uh, usually, that includes which key can mint the token. Um, and it can decide when can they be minted and burned. So, so you can, if you want to, you can set up uh, uh, a service on Cardano that just mints tokens all the time until forever whenever um and also burn them if you want to um what what is usually done uh, to prevent uh, funny things from happening is is that part of this minting contract or minting policy is that you also put in a condition saying i can only mint tokens before this time and then the time is like two minutes into the future so you mint the token and then that's that um so that that's as long as the minting policy is like that, then the token can't be changed. Uh, or the token can't be changed either way, but you could add more tokens. Um, but the the metadata on the token that is stored on chain is it's basically just the the policy ID and then a short asset name, uh, which will be a token name, uh, and that's that. Uh, that's all. You, you don't know uh, how many decimals it should have. You don't know the description. Um, uh, you don't know the logo of it and so on. Uh, so what they have done is they have a, like, uh, I can't remember which, I think it's an IOH case, GitHub or something like that. Uh, maybe Cardano Foundation, I don't know. Um, they have a, a GitHub repository where they have metadata on all the tokens that bother to submit uh, metadata. Wait, so that's not on chain? No, it is signed by the key that minted the token. So you you can't just change the metadata, okay. uh, or yeah, you need to be able to prove that you 
you own this this token basically right interesting uh, so that's how so, that's that's how cardano can do um open-ended nft collections because you yeah. can just continue adding yeah. to it without yeah. with the same policy id without closing yeah. the policy exactly um and also uh i mean the the benefit of it is that you have this like central token registry where you can also add uh, logos and urls uh, twitter whatever i mean you could add whatever to uh, to this metadata right uh, and when you add it to that everyone is looking at this token registry so it's updated in all the wallets uh, on all the sites uh, which who is owns nice, a token who owns a github there so who yeah, owns that GitHub, Louis? that is uh, the big question <laughs> okay um, <laughs> let's not get into that the dev update's not long enough for that <laughs> no I, I need to oh, look that up it, it's it's like i said it's okay. i think it's iohk or, or something like that but it is centralized i mean if they they own this repository right if they wanted to they could ignore who is signing these jsons and they could just change the data so you're saying if the if something happens to that repository there's no way to change where um where the chain looks for that stuff or is that a, a variable that could be changed no on chain? the the thing is that smart contracts even on ergo they, they don't care how many decimals uh a token has we uh, we always deal with uh, like the the smallest uh, precision on the on the token right we basically ignore the the decimal um and it's it's the same on cardano um so it's mostly just for user experience that you you see the decimals um but if they if they wanted to they could change the the decimals on on say uh, the rosenberg that is being minted with the nine decimals, I assume, uh, the same as ERG. Um, they could change the decimals to have only four decimals and suddenly everyone has uh, five yeah. uh, more zeros to their ERG balance, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, everyone would, so it's not like you suddenly uh, are super rich. Uh, the, the ratio would also be uh, uh, change the other way, right? So every ERC would be worth uh, five zeros less ADA and so on. Uh, so it wouldn't break anything, but it could definitely throw people off and think, wow, that's cheaper or, yeah, you know, it, it, it could definitely do some interesting things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. Somebody would make maybe potentially some money off uh, yeah. briefly. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see. I think we have one last one that was thrown in from HQ in a DM, and he doesn't deserve me to read this, but um, I will read it anyway. It's an AirCube update. He added uh, dollar values to the swaps, added LP creation alerts, added ErgoPad staking and unstaking alerts, um, uh, he uh, did modified the template to showcase uh, initials of address instead of hyperlink it's to TX link. What's that? I know he yesterday. It's like three days after the dev update. This should cheating. be next week's dev update. I know. <laughs> uh, he's working on personal Aircube bot where users will be alerted with three with their confirmed in and out TX swaps on decks. Interesting. So we'll have a um a different kind of uh, competitor, not competitor, but an alternative to Ergo Monitor. Uh, and he says, please add that to the dev update and please name him eight times this time. So 
we're going to name him just the four times that we said his name, and that's that's good enough. <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, Louis, it's been fantastic having you here. I think um, having devs and especially you here to be able to um, uh, vocalize after especially you the stuff. <laughs> especially you're the best audience. <laughs> You say that um, to all the devs. Yes. Uh, no, I don't. You can watch. Yeah, MG Pi, I told him he sucked. Uh, same with Mike and um, Glasgow. Mark yeah. says best dad. Best dad. <laughs> best dad. No, best dad. Um, <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, everybody, uh, hopefully this comes out today. Uh, we tried a new thing with the video. Uh, Andy, the guy who does all these videos in the back end, created an OBS template with a, a bit of a different design. So this is the first time we're testing it, kind of as a crash run. Uh, eventually, something like this will make its way to the weekly AMA. Um, uh, so you were kind of the guinea pig, Louis. I think it's very, um, um, <laughs> very telling that we used you as a guinea pig. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Uh, all right. Hopefully, we see some updates soon from Padilla. And I'm looking forward to those Crux Finance uh, LP gain and loss updates so that we can really cry even harder. I was about <laughs> to may, say, are or, you, are you real? Or, or maybe celebrate. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. Louis. Thanks, as I thought. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Louis. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Thank you.